Larry Bird is the NBA's top executive. The league fine. Lakers center Andrew Bynum, $15,000 for not meeting the media yesterday. No further punishment of Dwayne Wade after looking further to flagrant foul of Darren Collison last night. Hockey, the Rangers allowing less than two goals per game in the postseason. They're yet to allow more than three. They've won three straight series openers, but in the first two series, they then lost game two. They'll host New Jersey. The Phillies today put starter Vance Worley on the disabled list. Sore elbow. First game starts in a half hour. Dodgers, Padres in San Diego, L.A.'s Chris Capuano comes in 5-0. The Red Sox have won five straight. Now they go to Tampa Bay, who's 13-3 at home. It's on ESPN 7 Eastern. Tennis in Rome, Roger Federer won. It's a tournament he's never won. Serena Williams lost the first set but won the next two. How big of an impact will Matt Kemp's trip to the DL have on the Dodgers' domination of the NL West? We'll find out when they face the red-hot bat of Carlos Beltran and the St. Louis Cardinals. Sunday, 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPNRadio.com. Do you know a kid who's inspired you? A kid who saw something wrong and volunteered to fix it? Who came up with an idea that changed someone's life? Who saw the future and wanted to make it a better place? Nominate a kid aged 6 to 18 who volunteers in their community at KohlsKids.com by March 15th. Kohl's will award 2,200 kids with a total of $440,000 in scholarships and prizes. Top winners receive a $10,000 scholarship. Go to KohlsKids.com to nominate today. Kohl's cares. A two-year-old dies from eating cocaine left on the nightstand. A teenage girl is beaten and left for dead. A single mother is killed by a drunk driver. Today's headlines make you ask the question, why do bad, horrible, horrific things happen to good people? Typically, the next question is, and where was God in all of this? How can an all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful God allow something like that to happen? Have you ever asked those questions? And have you ever wanted a serious answer? That's why there's fishforgod.com, a website dedicated to providing simple, straightforward answers for life's most difficult and confusing questions. You have your questions. Are you ready for the answers? Just take a couple of minutes to check out fishforgod.com. You'll find a very simple website that gives you straight answers. There's also some direction if you want to dig deeper. fishforgod.com, simple answers about life's difficult questions fishforgod.com Golf and rock and roll not logical but it is fascinating Playing down that big old fairway Don't want no hackers to get my way The boys and me got big nass are going before we try It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on ESPN 1080. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, in the house, your host, Holly G., along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. Stay safe out there on the wet fairways tonight. Rich Cooch, Cooch, Coocher, Players Champion. And you're a champion in my mind, my man, for holding the studio down here while I've been away and appreciate it. And it's good to be back and uh, seeing you face to face. 
I uh, did miss you a little bit. I thought about you once or twice, and uh, I'm sure all of our listeners feel for you. Uh, Holly, you know, everybody, you know, when you're going with the cooch, 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 we need to uh, uh, talk to some of these knuckleheads in the crowd. Oh, are we going to get into a rant already? Come on. Let half me just a minute, go ahead. Half a minute on the air, and you're, and you're just, like, biting at the bit to get into the let rant? Me, just knuckleheads in, at the golf tournament. Want to be a part of the tournament? You're not a part of the tournament. You're, you're referring there. to Kevin Na, who was, uh, I think, incredibly gracious on Saturday under the fire of the media asking him a bazillion and a half questions about his waggle difficulties really handled it well and then some unsportsmanlike conduct uh throughout the gallery apparently on sunday at the players and um i know that's got you fired up you know it's not a contact sport this is a you know it's a classy gentleman's uh sport and uh you know for people to you know like get in the hole you know a guy and uh, you know uh, you know Nah, 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 you know, you know, there has to be some refrain, some, you know, some line that you can't cross here. You know, it is a general admission ticket, you know, but uh, still, you have to uh, be a little courteous, uh, you know, to the players and the fans around you. Hey, nobody wants to hear this guy loudmouth, and maybe that's why there's seats open all around that guy, because nobody wants to sit next to that guy. Well, he handled, uh, handled it well. But unfortunately, I think uh, there are a little too many things going on between uh, Kevin Na's ears on Sunday. And, uh, hey, it was the Players' Championship. And Matt Kuchar, what a popular, popular win. Uh, I don't know how many top tens he'd had already this year, five or six. And that megawatt smile, I mean, he is just, um, you know, another uh, great story in golf. And, as we know, a native of Winter Park. Went to school at Lake Mary, so hey, we're we're jumping on the bandwagon of uh, native uh, Orlando boy winning the players. Hey, U.S. U.S. Amateur champion. Yeah, and um, first time in five years they hoisted the American flag at the Players Championship. So um, all all good things all the way around. And we want to go to our main man Bob Herrig, who was there uh, the entire week to get his thoughts on this very popular win with Matt Kuchar. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Good to hear from you. Um, you. you know, his press conference uh, afterwards, humble. Uh, you know, this guy is, you know, he seems uh, very much um, Steve Stricker-esque. Uh, tell us a little yeah. bit about your thoughts on this win and Matt Kuchar. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, actually. Steve Stricker, very consistent and you know, not a long hitter, but just seems to find a way to get it done. And um, this was a nice win for him because if there's been a knock, it's just that he hasn't won. You know, he's he's been... I think he was second in the FedEx Cup two years ago. He's been very, very consistent money winner, President's Cup, Ryder Cup guy, uh, lots of top tens. But he just hasn't won much. You know, this is only his fourth win. And, uh, uh, you know, other than uh, the Barclays in 2010, you know, there wasn't really a, a big one. So this is uh, this sort of answers that and this... Um, you know, he's moved to fifth in the world now, too. So uh, lots of good things for, for Matt. Do you think this is a, a case now where we're going to see maybe him, you know, become a multiple winner because he's crossed that threshold and he's got a whole new level of confidence? Yeah, you know, that's the that's the unanswered question. Um, 
You know, I'm just not sure. We we think that a lot of guys when they break through and then don't always see it happen. Uh, you know, we're just in a stage right now where winning once or twice is a, is a great year. You know, we last year nobody won more than twice. This year the only guy who's won twice is Hunter Mahan. So, and, and, and two years ago, Eric was the only guy to win three times. And everybody else, there was nobody else who had more than had more than two. So, you know, obviously, if he could break through, I, I got to believe that that the Olympic Club is a place where, for the U.S. Open, where you know, there's going to be a lot of attention on him. You know, he's an amateur there in '98, and it's uh, tied for 14th. Um, you know, so it's obviously a golf course that that probably suits him, and he's a far, far better player now than he was then. So, but, uh, you know, as far as him winning anymore, I, it's, it's really hard to say. I'm not, uh, I'm not convinced that that's going to happen, given the state of the game right now. You know, there is a lot of great players around. Uh, you know, uh, Ricky seems to be hot right now, uh, Ricky Fowler, and, uh, and, and he's, he's definitely – Rolling on a surge here, his uh, his fans are wearing the uh, the Puma gear, you know. And uh, I thought I think... maybe he was going to put some pressure there with uh, almost four birdies in a row, Bob. You would have made that putt on eighteen. Uh, you know, things might have been different because um, you know then Suter comes to the eighteenth hole with only a one shot lead, and you know then then the pressure is really on. You know. That's 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 the hole that's no shame in making bogey there. So, but as it turned out, he he uh, he missed that putt and and ended up costing him a lot of money. But it was still a good run. Uh, you know, Fowler had a, a good week on top of his first win. Uh, and sometimes you know we see guys just completely out of it after they've won. Uh, they've lost the you know the drive for a week or they're just out of gas. But he kept it going. He kept the momentum going and. Uh, he's another one. It's going to be interesting to see now. Uh, does he build on that first win? Does he add another win or two this year? He made somewhat of a suspect uh, shot selection. I think it was on number five in the front nine, which uh, Johnny Miller um, pointed out, I think, that he thought maybe he was being a little too aggressive um, given you know the, the circumstances. Did that come up in the press conference afterwards? Because uh, I think it was the par five, and he, he he went. I think he went for the green, and and ended up, um, you know, walking away with a par. Yeah, no, it did not come up. Uh, he did have a, a kind of a uh, an indifferent stretch there on the front nine. He actually made a couple bogeys um, to, to make it hard on himself. Uh, and you know, I, I know he was criticized for being a little bit too aggressive, but you know, that's just. Style. Um, I, I think, in a way, that's okay. Uh, I think we, I think we we think it's far worse if he was conservative. I mean, a couple of years ago, I remember uh, he had a chance to win in Phoenix, and he laid up on a par five, and he got criticized for not going for it. Uh, uh, so, you know, these things are are you know, it's always a, a, a difficult thing. I mean, obviously, if he hits the shot right, everything's fine. I think it was more just a matter of he, he, he let a few holes get away from him there on the front nine, and he had too much ground to make up at the end. You know, uh, you know he was in the position, you know, he birdied 16 and 17, and he was going to have to birdie 18 to put some pressure on. That's kind of a big ask. It was more during that front nine stretch there where he 
got away from him a little bit, but still. And remember, he started the day three shots back, and he was two back to Kucher. Uh, no shame, really. It was a tough day on Sunday. Well, and especially to finish that stretch of holes uh, the way he did certainly shows uh, where that no fear uh, works, uh, you know, in, in key moments as well for him. And that's just the way he plays. Uh, not unlike a guy named Phil Mickelson who only recently has learned down to learned to ratchet it down a notch or two in those moments. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's, it's um, sometimes these guys put off and sometimes they don't. Um, you know, it's a fine line. Uh, you know, there, there's guys that probably play too conservative. I think Tiger's been accused of that at times where he's, he's been so cautious that um, that it hurts him. You know, and uh, uh, Ricky's the other way. Um, for now, I, I thought, uh, you know, the way he's approached it these last couple weeks has been pretty impressive. Tiger saying that he felt he, you know, was hitting the ball great, just didn't get a lot out of his round. Uh, what did you think about Tiger's play? Well, he had a really good round on Friday. I mean, he hit the ball very nicely. I saw where Butch Harmon said that's the best he's seen him hit it all year, and Butch has seen a lot of his golf. I thought that was a telling comment. Um, the problem that I'm sensing with Tiger right now, if you look at his staff, scoring clubs, the short irons, the wedges and nine irons. He's really terrible from like uh, 125 yards and in. He's just not hitting it close. He hits a 330-yard drive. He has a wedge in his hand. You expect him to hit it to 10, 8, 12 feet, and he hits it to 40 feet. And it's that right now, I think, is what's really holding him back. from Even from 150 yards and in is his approach shots are not close enough. They, they keep it fat on that proximity to the hole, and he's outside of the top 100 on tour uh, in Ouch. all of them. They do them in 25-yard increments, even down to 50 to 75 yards, 75 to 100. He's just not hitting it in there close enough with that club, those clubs, whether it's a you know, sand wedge, a pitching wedge, nine iron, um, and that's where you've got to give yourself 10-footers. You know, you're not going to do it every time, uh, but uh, certainly you need to give yourself a few chances from there, and he's really not doing it. He's, he's hitting green, he's hitting wedges to 30, 40 feet, and you're not going to make those putts very often. And, and to be honest with you, he's not making many long ones anyway. Outside of 20 feet, he's not, you know, you, you, you expect a guy to maybe roll in one or two of those if he's playing well. He hasn't done that. So I really think it's kind of about that. Sure, he has his misfits off the tee. You know, he's, he's um, but everybody does. But where he's really hurting himself is when he does give himself a chance, um, he's not hitting it close. And, uh, that, you know, there you see it. I mean, he's kind of put himself in a position to where if he's not dominating the par five, which he didn't do again last week, I think he was only 7 for 16 for the week. You know, if he's not playing the par fives in 10 under, 10, 11 under, he's, he's got no chance because he's not knocking it close enough on the par four. So, uh, anyway, that's where, where it looks to be the issue right now, and you would think that would be an easy one to overcome. Uh, you know, that's the, that's the part of the game where, you know, the shorter the club, the easier it should be to hit. Yeah, those would be the scoring clubs, the uh, wedge, nine, eight, seven. You got to hit it close when you have that club in your hand and make the putt. And if you're not putting, you're not making the money. And a guy that came on pretty strong um, in the uh, 
in the uh, back nine there, uh, Luke Donald, but not enough to take the tournament. A uh, little, little uh, too much, too late. Yeah, he um, he seems to be getting off the poor starts in the first round. That's, that's been his mo all year. He has a bad first round, and and uh, even even the tournament he won transitions, he didn't have a good first round, but he was able to overcome it. Uh, so, um, uh, in any case, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, that, that he's had those that he's had those struggles, but yet. He manages to be uh, be pretty consistent and give himself give himself these chances again. So uh, good for him. Last uh, thought, Bob, before we let you go. Were you surprised at Rory missing the cut? Yeah, I was. Um, you know, he had a good tournament the week before. You know, we lost in the playoff, and uh, he didn't seem to be playing any any differently than he had been at Quail Hollow. He seemed to. Uh, to be hitting the ball fine, but he mentioned he's, he's, he's had struggles at the course. This is the, uh, the third, you know, he played there three times, he missed the cut all three times, and, you know, I saw one thing that really hurt him was on Thursday, he was going to par for his round, and he was in the water at 17 and made a double, and, you know, he, he didn't miss by much, it actually hit on and, and spun off. Uh, you know, if he gets out of there with a par and plays two under par for that round, now, things are a lot different. Steady starts off the next day, even par, and makes a bird hole, and then no more birdies, and all of a sudden he's out of it, you know. So um, I got the feeling one of these days he's going to figure out the course and be a factor there, but uh, it was a surprise that, it met, that he missed the You know, he's had such a great run going back to August, except for the Masters where he was 40th. He's been in the top five like every week. Uh, so for him to miss the cut was a, was a shock. Well, it's a course that definitely uh, uh, brings a number of players that you wouldn't expect to their knees, and um, I guess that's why they call the players uh, the the fifth major, and rightfully so. Bob Herrig, as always, we appreciate your time. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 1080 ESPN Orlando. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Winter Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release at impact and increase your distance with the full release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full release sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. 
Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Are you happy with your website? Do you need new business cards, brochures, or promotional materials? Then you need GMSImage.com. GMSImage.com provides creative marketing concepts and dynamic graphic design. GMSImage.com is quick and responsive and will deliver your project on time and within your budget. Visit GMSImage.com. 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 321-303-9684. 321-303-9684. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back to Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. Kind of slippery out there. Just uh, take it easy. Leave yourself a six-foot putt between you and the guy in front of you. And just sit back and listen to us. Because, hey, this is the fastest hour of golf talk in Orlando. In the car park tonight. Yeah. Rich B, Holly G. So how are things out at Hunter's Creek, Rich? Hunter's Creek is all right. You know, it's the comeback course of the year here in southwest Orlando. I want you to know that. The comeback course of the year, Holly. How about that? Where'd that come from? I made it right up. Right oh. here, right now. All right. I hear you. <laughs> oh, my. Comeback course of the year. And uh, we're doing a little Get Golf Ready program down there uh, this Sunday, the 19th. We'll have a little program where people can come in and get your free golf lesson. Free golf lesson at Hunter's Creek, 9 o'clock Sunday. Check it out. That would be the 19th. Uh, golf 2.0, bringing yeah, people back uh, into the yeah, game. Trying to uh, find the uh, what, what the the uh, in, yeah engaged lapsed golfer. Where are these guys? The you know the lapsed golfers. Um, and yeah. you said that uh, if you can find your dirtiest, dustiest set of clubs, uh, you'll get a free <laughs> yeah. round of golf courtesy of no, Rich B. No, 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 bag of range balls. Well, you know if. Uh, if you know this is a program, uh, something that I just threw out there, Holly, uh, you're not going to make that stick to me. Oh no, it's uh, you know, but I think it would be a great concept. I mean, if you actually have a set of golf clubs and they got a lot of dust on them, and you uh, go uh, to your local uh, pro shop and talk to the pro, he says, "Hey, you know, hey, Mister Professional, look here, I've got these golf clubs and they've got dust all, you know, a year's worth of dust." You know, you got to help me get back into golf. And the month of May is get golf ready. So, uh, yeah, talk to your head professional. They know all about it. Everybody's on the same page trying to get people to come back to the golf course. Well, a great little tidbit uh, about Matt Kuchar, the player's champion. Speaking of uh, people getting you into the game or back into the game, was actually he credited his mother for uh, actually adding on golf uh, to their membership at the country club they belong to, because I believe uh, both his parents were tennis players. And at uh, 12 years of age, Matt got hooked on golf. And as we know now, 
The rest is history, and he is the player's champion. So way to go for all those moms out there that get many of us started in the game of golf. Hey, he's got quite a resume working, uh, and he's your kind of guy, Holly. He's just as straight as can be. He's got the pretty wife, the 2.3 kids. You the know, megawatt and, uh, smile. You know, Yeah, and he probably drives Just a, so likable. It's good dri- for golf. Drives a Volvo. And, uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a little more about Kevin. Nah, who, if there was one guy that I think probably could have zoned Kevin out the most with his temperament and just easygoing style on the golf course, uh, it was Matt Kuchar. But we've got to bring in our favorite doctor right now to really break down the whole thing that was going on with Kevin Nah on Saturday, because I think many of us out there could experience that, not being able to take the club back, getting the yips, whatever it is that gets going in our minds certainly seen it happen to you on the course rich b a couple of times but uh, we got to go to the couch we got to bring in dr bob winders our favorite uh, sports psychologist here in orlando hey dr bob hi holly how are you i'm good i think for many it was painful to watch what was going on saturday and um you are the guy that can probably give us some kind of insight as to what was going on for Kevin Na and uh, how he managed to work through it on Saturday and still hit some unbelievable shots. Well, it's pretty funny. I don't know if any of the listeners know, but I have you know, played you know, professional golf at you know, virtually every level. And I've actually had you know, what you know, Kevin Na is going through. And, and really what it is, it's not you know, really so much the performance yips it's really what we call freezing and freezing is sort of a i don't want to say it's a neurological condition but it's it's sort of where you know the body and the mind is looking for a trigger to release the club to get the club going back so your muscles the antagonistic and the protagonistic muscles you know left and right are fighting against each other and and i saw this you know with kevin even after he had shot uh, 30 on the back side, which was his front side on Thursday. I happened to be up there, you know, with my players on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, also on Sunday. And I parked myself right there on the first tee, right there in the stands, right there at the stadium course. So I was about 15, 20 feet from all the other players, you know, they're getting ready to tee off. And I was, you know, really sort of watching some of the players coming through. And I saw that Kevin Nall was going four under, five under, six under coming through. Uh, you know, the back side, and that was a great, you know, great 30 that he actually shot on uh, Thursday. So when I actually saw him come to the first tee, I believe he was uh, paired with George McNeil and someone else. I don't know, you know, for sure right now. But I also saw Kevin going through all these gyrations and, you know, sort of turning his head, turning his neck, moving the club back, you know, back and forth many, several times. So a lot of body, a lot of body motion going on. <laughs> yeah, he looked very fidgety, and I'm sitting here going, and I've known that Kevin Ma has uh, Kevin uh, has many, many different eccentricities and many different idiosyncratic movements in his routine, especially his his pre-round putting routine, his pre-putt routine. But never have I seen anyone go through uh, this type of deliberate uh, functioning. I think the last time I was walking around at the TPC Championship was during a practice round with uh, Charles Howe uh, and Sergio Garcia and Jesper Parnovic. And I remember Sergio pumping the club on 17 in a practice round. I remember counting it. 
he actually squeezed it, you know, and sort of milked it about 28 times on the 17th hole, you know, the par three in the practice round. So I see that sort of thing because it's something very synonymous with really what's going on with Kevin. But to make a long, you know, uh, story shorter, and I hate to be so long here, is that what's going through him right now is perhaps a lot of what we call performance anxiety. And I break it down into two different things. It's called ASD. It's acute stress dysfunction, meaning it's happening right now. You know, it's a very temporary thing. And it's, it's caused by stress, a performance anxiety. And there's a disruption and a dysfunction going on. He just can't, you know, find that autonomic trigger to actually move the club back. And what I found, you know, by curing myself, because we always say doctor heal thyself, and that's one of the reasons why I got into, you know, sports psychology years and years ago, to give myself, you know, a, a sort of an inside edge, performance edge, is that you have to really work yourself into a very uncomfortable routine, and you've just got to actually force yourself to go back. Now, what I see with Kevin, if someone said, hey, listen, I'd love for you to work with Kevin now, one of the first things I would do is we need to really take a look at your routine and not make it so static. And when I'm saying static, he's moving, but there are times during his routine where he's a little bit static, where he's actually telling himself cognitively, mentally, you need to take it back versus it, you know, having sort of like a forward press where he could actually move the club back. So it's a little bit more of motor training than it is just mind training right now. Now it's sort of a, a cognitive behavioral mental motor act than it would be just, you know, just say, hey, you just need to do something different. So I know that's kind of a, a long, elaborate answer, but this is a very, this is a very complex issue. And people don't realize it isn't just not having a routine. He has a routine, but right now there's there's a switch that's not being turned on inside his head that's not allowing his body to move back. So every golf swing he makes, Holly, it is a coercive, forced move. Now, when he gets the club going, he makes a very nice rhythmic swing. And I'll tell you, when he's shooting 68, 69, I'll tell you, with what's going on in his head, that really is a testament to his athletic genius. And, uh, and and so I know it's tough for him because I have been there and I have worked with dozens and dozens of people who have had this same sort of affliction. And we've had some pretty good success, you know, getting them, you know, to the other side and getting them into that, you know, performing zone. We're talk to, to, talking to Dr. Bob Winters at the David Ledbetter Academy. All right, so break this down a, a, a little bit short if you can. But all right, so of course there is a pre-shot routine. We could see that. But then he was start talking about his waggles, and then he had this in-between waggle, and Rich B's probably going to want to jump in on this. And then he would say if he got out of, you know, a certain count of his waggles. Now, you know, if he he seems to be conscious, but what part of that's conscious, what part of that's not, I, I don't know. He well, just seemed he, like a he, mess. He's going through a countdown, and he's been working in pairs of two. So if he actually swings it back, one, two, here we go. Oh, that doesn't feel right. Three, four. Oh, that doesn't feel right. Five, six. So he's really sort of working it in pairs of two. I don't know really where that came from. That's sort of a personal affliction right there. So he's really trapped in a routine inside of trying to have a routine. So he really has no routine at all because a routine is really an overlearned automatic behavior that, that's filled with both cognitive and behavioral 
processes, Holly. So he really doesn't really have a very automatic routine right now because there's so much conscious deliberation, plus he's actually counting, trying to free himself up. So he's creating a catch-22 situation for himself. Well, they actually had him on uh, on tape saying, just pull the trigger. He's talking to himself. Uh, oh, yeah. Loud. You know, you can actually hear him say, just pull the trigger. So you can imagine what's going on inside of his head if that actually got out of his mouth. So I can uh, see the demons uh, in this kid's head. Uh, it must be quite a little party he's having. <laughs> well, it, it is. I, I've had people, even when I was playing competitively, you know, many years ago, where people would actually be snoring, you know, on the tee, just Saying, you know, and really trying to sort of irritate me to actually get the club moving. And so I actually got through it. And, in fact, you know, today, you know, I'm a pretty free and pretty fast player. But I'll tell you what's even more distracting, probably to Kevin, but if you're one of his playing competitors, one of his playing partners, and you're trying to play with this and trying to, you're trying not to notice this, but this is very hard not to notice, oh. it, can, it can really be a distraction. Ugly. And that's why he's always apologizing to all, the, all of his fellow players. He say, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not going through it. But I'll tell you one of the, be- the best pieces of advice I'd give for anybody playing with Kevin Nall is really not to even look at Kevin Nall. I mean, really, just, just look the other way. Just look where the golf ball goes. It's like because watching somebody hit a shank. It's like, oh, I wish I didn't see well, that. Well, that's what Kuchar said in his press conference. He said he didn't really talk to him all day. Probably didn't look at him, and uh, there's a reason for that. He didn't want well, to see that. Absolutely, because we talk about, you know, you know, monkey see, monkey do. We talk about, you know, the contagion of, you know, motor behavior where you actually can look at a player and, you know, really develop a little bit of the smoothness like people used to love to play with Sam Snead because he used to love, you know, to mimic his smooth, syrupy style. A lot of people don't want to see this because they don't want to get herky-jerky and spasm. It's like a guy who has the shanks. People don't want to teach somebody who has the shanks because they don't want to actually develop the shanks through teaching osmosis, if you know what I mean. So it, it's a tough situation, and, and God bless him. I, I hope, you know, that he gets some help, and if he would give me a call, I'd tell you what, I, w- I would actually, you know, take the time to help him because I've been there, done that, help a lot of people get through it, but it's it's something just a lot more than us just not having a routine. There's a real mental motor breakdown right there. You know, Holly, this is Bob. Uh, Dr. Bob's specialty when, you know, you see somebody, you know, with that kind of, uh, you know, he's just, he's just that far out there. This is where Bob can help. So we I, have I any imagine. listeners, Bob, that are going through something similar, whether it's the yips, the shanks, the, I can't take it back. Uh, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, thanks, Holly. They can reach me at my website. It's www.drbobwinters.com. W-I-N-T-E-R-S dot com, drbobwinters.com, and they can reach me. I've got contact information there, and i uh, love to entertain and uh, listen to their thoughts, and I appreciate so much having me on the show tonight, guys, because I tell you, when we start talking about focal dystonias, the yips, and spasmodic disruption, those are areas a lot of people go, my goodness gracious, you know, those words even intimidate the hell out of me. So if you if those words intimidate you, think what happens when you really are afflicted with those feelings. Well, you it, start not, talking performance. To be. You start talking performance anxiety, Dr. Bob, around Rich B. I can't even go there. Hey. So we appreciate it. <laughs> we got to keep this clean tonight. Thank you, Dr. Bob. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 1080 ESPN. Stay with us. We got much more coming up. 
Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Winter Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release at impact and increase your distance with the full-release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full-release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full release, sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers, or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Are you happy with your website? Do you need new business cards, brochures, or promotional materials? Then you need GMSImage.com. GMSImage.com provides creative marketing concepts and dynamic graphic design. GMSImage.com is quick and responsive and will deliver your project on time and within your budget. Visit GMSImage.com. 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 321-303-9684. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so Hey, we're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And, uh, Rich, we're going to go to our main man from the Golf Channel who was working, as always, just night and day up there in Ponte Vedra. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel going to give us his insights into the big win by Megawatt Smile, Matt Kuchar. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? We are doing good. Good to hear from you back in the studio. And, uh, wow, what, you know, again, another great story and long overdue, I think, for Matt to be raising uh, the the, uh, Players' Championship trophy. Popular, popular guy. Yeah, he's very not only popular but very well respected. He was on the Ryder Cup team two years ago. Um, really emerged in 2010. I actually kind of had a disappointing year last year, but he's just been so consistent uh, over the last two years that you know it was a matter of time that he was going to win a big tournament. Well, um, he seemed pretty 
pretty calm about it all in the press conference you guys showed on the Golf Channel afterwards. Uh, just, you know, sort of like another day out there uh, doing his job. But uh, I think, as he revealed, he was pretty nervous and pretty happy he made that putt on 16, so uh, it didn't come down to 18 the way Ricky Fowler was going. Yeah, well, I mean, his pulse rate barely gets over 50. Uh, I mean, he's he's very intelligent. You know, he's got that on his face, but he just, believe me, he wants to rip out your aorta. Yeah, what do they he call him, to, the Smiling Assassin? We have nicknamed him the Smiling Assassin, and uh, he is just really, really competitive in everything he does. And he is, uh, I mean, he he's a, he's a good athlete, too. I mean, people look at him and they see that kind of Huck Finn, Opie Cunningham smile he's got on his face, and they don't really think that he is, but he's really good. An accomplished tennis player, his wife, Sibby, uh, play tennis at Georgia Tech, and you know I, I find it remarkable that Saturday and Sunday morning that he and his wife go out and play um, their fathers in tennis. When I say they're in their fathers, like Matt's father-in-law, Matt's father Peter, in tennis both days, <laughs> and uh, you know all three sets. So, I, I yeah, couldn't believe that. I mean, you know, don't you fear maybe turning over your ankle or something, or spraining your wrist? I mean, I, I, I found that remarkable. Well, again, this is a testament to A, his athleticism, and B, the fact that he is mentally mature. I mean, if, why not go out? I mean, first off, his family, his parents live there about five minutes away from the stadium course at TBC Sawgrass. Um, so, you know, they have access to, to the tennis courts and so on. So, you know, instead of sitting around the house watching live from the Masters, you know, We'll give him a pass. We want everybody else to watch, not Masters, live from the players. We want everybody else to watch live from the players. But, Matt, if he needs to go out and play some tennis, clear his head, get ready for the big day, then okay. You know, again, that speaks to his maturity, to his intelligence, and, and obviously to his consistency over the last two years that I spoke about. Yeah, and what I think was also very um, revealing in his press conference, you know, he just he just says, I love golf. He says, I'm a golf junkie. He said, you know, that he literally has to kind of be kidnapped to go on vacation and put the clubs away. You know, I think this guy's going to have a, a long relationship with his wife because if she's happy, the whole family will be happy. And if she gets to play her tennis Saturday and Sunday morning, uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a great match. I didn't realize that this show had just turned into the Oprah show. You're exactly right. Are you sure I heard last segment <laughs> when Dr. Bob was talking about performance anxiety? Uh, you missed it. Uh, yeah, I can imagine where that would go. Um, I, I, look, he, he, he's got a great family, great parents, great upbringing, great athleticism. Obviously, now he has the confidence in winning what many people call the event with the most difficult field and the toughest field in all of golf. Um, so now you see where he goes. And he's elevated himself to winning the players. Now the question is, well, what will he do in a major? Will he have a major or two or more on his resume when he decides to hang it up? But he's already going to be on the Ryder Cup team. That's a lock. Uh, he moves up to third in the standing. So he, he's going to make that Ryder Cup team for Davis Love is third. But, yeah, I, a good win for him and a good win for golf. Well, let's talk about uh, the upcoming tournament, the Byron Nelson uh, out in Texas. Keegan Bradley, the defending champion. Um, haven't seen a lot of Keegan yet this year, uh, but, you know, what do you think this tournament's going to hold uh, this weekend? Well, well he, did, he did lose the playoffs to Bill Haas uh, at Riviera this year at the Northern Trust Open. Um, 
So, you know, he, he has played fairly well. Yeah, I guess the thing is, we were maybe expecting a lot from him uh, after, you know, that PGA win and also winning this event last year. Um, and Keegan still, I mean, look, he, he, it's his second year out on the PGA Tour. He's still learning the tour. Uh, I mean, he's still learning the golf courses. He's still figuring out what hotels to stay in. He's still... He's, he's under a lot of media demands as a major champion. So, you know, there is a bit of an adjustment to that. To that. I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of fans think, hey, you win a major championship, you know, that's just the igniter. You're supposed to explode. But it's simply not that way. I mean, it, it, winning on the PGA Tour is difficult, especially if you're young, especially if you have a lot of demands. Uh, I mean, I know recently Keegan had to go to Keel Island in South Carolina and do media day and then go out in Charleston and hit – golf balls off an aircraft carrier, you know, so, so stuff like that is just, you know, he, he, his time is taken up more, and, uh, but, but let me tell you, he is, he is a, he is a, he's a great, just like Ricky Fowler, just like Rory McIlroy, all these great young players, the future of the game is fantastic in their hands. No, no doubt about it, and, um, so what, you know, given how Tiger finished it at the players, all these great players coming on, uh, you know, wh- how do you see things shaping up the rest of the year for Tiger? For Tiger? Well, yeah. I don't know. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that is the great mystery to us. And, and frankly, I think it is to Tiger as well. I mean, he really is a little uncertain where he's going to be. I mean, I mean, it really is amazing to me that he wins at Bay Hill and then he goes, T40 at the Masters, misses the cut at the Wells Fargo, and T40 at the Players. That is the worst three consecutive tournaments the Tigers ever put together as a professional. We I mean, think about that. That's that's phenomenal. He wins at Bay Hill and then puts three straight tournaments in that that trio, the worst three tournaments in a row that he's ever had. And so, I mean, that just speaks to where he is. I mean, he's still, I think, searching. He's trying to feel comfortable or trying to feel uncomfortable, whatever he's trying to do. I still am like, uh, a little, a little miffed at when he says I, I play better when I feel uncomfortable. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, that's a great attraction of Tiger Woods right now. Where is he going to finish? What is he going to do? You know, one week we wouldn't be surprised if he misses the cut. Next week we wouldn't be surprised if he's right there in the final group on Sunday. Do you think given the amount of, you know, as we talk about week to week, and you cover so greatly on the Golf Channel, all these great players, great young players coming up, where, you know, the question becomes, even with Matt Kuchar, is he going to, you know, win one, two? You know, will he will he break through and become a, you know, a consistent winner? Um, you know, again, what do you see, what do you feel yourself the chances are for Tiger uh, in terms of, you know, the big long-term goal and breaking Jack rec- Jack's record well, and more you know majors? What? You know, one thing that I've, that I've done over the last year and a half or two years is the fact that I've noticed all of us, media, myself, fans, I mean, we are looking for the next big thing. We are looking for the Ricky Fowler, the Roy McIlroy. When they win, they were all of a sudden proclaiming them they're going to win 15 majors and so on and so on. Well, now we're looking for Tiger Woods, the new Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods 2.0. Or maybe this is 3.0 since he's gone through three swing, uh, swing coaches now. I, I, golf right now is, is just spread out. It's so global. The, the domination that we saw of Tiger Woods, in my opinion, in the early 2000s, you know, through about 2007 or 8, 
I think those come around once every 20, 30 years. We saw it with Jack Nicholas, we're going to see it with Tiger Woods, and I'm sure before my life is over, at least I hope so, that we're going to see another great, great dominant player. But the expectations of us having that dominant player consistently, I think, are maybe a little far fetched because now the game is so global and we've got all these wonderful players all over the planet that parody has sunk in. It is truly in the game right now. And, I, I mean, the fans, I think, like it a lot. I mean, the ratings for the players on NBC was up 40 or 50% compared to last year. We're seeing all this infusion of young players that I mentioned. So, yeah, I, I, I love the game like it is right now. I mean, I want to see Tiger win. I want to see Phil win. I want to see Ricky win. I want to see Roy win. I want to see Bubba win. I want to see all these great characters who have these great, unique stories and a little bit of their their ingredients and their spice to a giant stew that is delicious to watch in the game of golf right now. I love it. Well, we're going to leave it there because uh, that was perfect. I totally agree with you, Todd. And um, as always, when NBC and Golf Channel are covering the tournament, we are the winners. Great coverage all last week, and we appreciate you spending some time with us. As always, Todd Lewis, one of our favorites from the Golf Channel. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN Orlando. Stay with us. we got Jeff Shane from the Sentinel coming up next. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release at impact and increase your distance with the full-release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full-release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full-release, sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers, or buy online now at FieldGolf.net. That's FieldGolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local Golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Are you happy with your website? Do you need new business cards, brochures, or promotional materials? Then you need GMSImage.com. GMSImage.com provides creative marketing concepts and dynamic graphic design. GMSImage.com is quick and responsive and will deliver your project on time and within your budget. Visit GMSImage.com. 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 321-303-9684. 321-303-9684. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's... 
My job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble. Won't pay the We're price. We're back. Big Golf Insiders. Taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G. Along with Rich B. With his favorite paper, the Orlando Sentinel. Which means it's time for our favorite. This is the you know the hard copy here. This isn't uh, media or the over the internet here. This is you know mine. I the bought real it. fish wrap. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No. 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 <laughs> Gift wrap. What was I saying? Yeah, yeah, no. No. Yeah. Orlando Sentinel. Yeah, you can pick one up at Seven Eleven. Time to bring in our favorite golf reporter, Jeff Shane, who was up at the TPC all week. Hey, Jeff. Hey, we recommend multi-uses however it, ha- however it takes place. <laughs> well, you know Rich B. He has to save on uh, those quarters, you know, so he, he uses it as many ways as possible. But uh, you got the big, big front page story here. Um, Affable Kuchar shows true grit, as we were talking about, the Winter Park native uh, picking up the Big Players Championship. Jeff, uh, your impressions of Matt, I know you've followed him for a long time. I, I think this uh, you know, really has a chance to, to maybe jumpstart a career that uh, got off to a great start and then fell back and, and has, has been showing some constant progress. Ben Kuchar's been you know, kind of a top 10, top 15 machine for the last couple of years, but really had not broken into the winner's circle as much as a lot of people would say. And, and you've got guys like Bubba Watson and Hunter Mahan who have come up and started to uh, nab some of those victories, and, and you always kind of wonder, well, when, when is Matt Kuchar going to take his place? Maybe this is the start of something. He certainly uh, kept his cool uh, amidst all that was going on around him at Sawgrass over the weekend. Um, yeah, really, you know, and it was so interesting to hear him talk about, because you wonder sometimes when these guys get in that position you know how much goes round and round in their head and it was pretty clear he he was uh feeling pretty nervous coming into that last stretch of holes and didn't want to have to you know was very happy to make that putt on 16 and didn't want to have to get down to 18 no and i don't think anybody wants it to come down to 18 because that approach shot and that pin position on sunday we've, we've seen others uh take some some hard knocks over there before it is not the easiest finishing hole it wasn't meant to be an easy finishing hole and uh, I think when you can get that extra shot of cushion it really does let you kind of take an extra deep breath and and just play the game that you played for the first 71 holes and and finish up strong on number 72. We're talking to Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinels so what were your big surprises and um, you know what are, what are some of the things that uh, you know at the players that that um, you know, on Sunday, really, um, you know, we're top on your list. Well, I, I think that we all, you know, kind of sympathize. Those, those of us that hack it around the golf course sympathize with what Kevin Na is going through. Uh, it is, uh, it, it can be painful to watch. I, it, I've, I've, did a, I've done a column that will, uh, it's actually on the website now. It appears in tomorrow's paper, just uh, how he's fighting himself. And I talked to Dr. Gio Valiante about kind of, you know, the mental side of when you uh, can't pull the trigger. And that's, uh, like I say, it was just, it, it was very painful to watch. And, uh, you know, you know things are bad when Charles Barkley texts 
Roger Maltby over at NBC and says, Kevin Na's my hero. Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, that was classic. <laughs> that was classic. But maybe a dubious distinction, <laughs> to yeah, say very, the least. Very, very much so. I was also impressed with the way Ricky Fowler hung in right until the end. Uh, after all this work of trying to get his first PGA Tour win, it almost was nearly seven days before he picked up his second. And, and you know, there's always that... Uh, uh, that that train of thought that the first one is the toughest, and once you get the first one, then the second one sometimes comes fairly quickly. And, and we almost saw that with Ricky, and, and it looks like his game is, is really starting to solidify as well. And another guy from uh, Sea Island, Zach Johnson, who I think struggled a little bit playing with Kevin on Saturday, but uh, came up short on Sunday, but has been playing some pretty solid golf. He really has been playing some pretty solid golf, and uh, yeah, you're right. It, it 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 can be tough to when when you're when your playing partner is a guy that is struggling. And it doesn't have to be Kevin Nas struggling. I mean, if he's if your playing partner's just having a bad day and on his way to shooting eighty, you watch enough of those shots go into the trees or go into the water, and you kind of really have to gather your own concentration to make sure that it doesn't bleed over into into what you're doing. You know, I found it kind of interesting too the way Zach dealt with with playing with Kevin Na, particularly by the end because it was completely obvious on the camera angle that while Kevin's trying to pull the trigger, uh, you know, Zach Johnson has his back to Kevin Na, staring out at the lake or 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 the scoreboard or the signage, the you know the the trees, top of the trees, the birds, somebody, something other than than watching a guy having trouble pulling the trigger. Kucher, on the other hand, didn't seem to to be phased by it at all. He, he said he it's he he looked at it. He didn't he didn't like watch it intently, but he just kind of made it part of his usual, you know, whatever his, his pre shot routine is of of watching his playing partner hit, and it never never really got on his nerves, never got under his skin. And uh, I, I think we saw a little bit of, of the competitor of Matt Kuchar come out this week, and I think that was one way it manifested. And he so. can dish it out a little bit. He can needle some of his fellow players. Uh, I imagine he can pull some pranks in the locker room that uh, it's not all just, um, you know, hostess Twinkies in there when it comes to Matt Kuchar. Oh, well, no. I mean, you know, for one thing, he will take on any and all comers in ping pong, and, and he, will, he will apply the needle repeatedly while beating you down. And you don't want to take him on, on the tennis court, uh, even if you suggest doubles, because his doubles partner is his wife, who used to be the number one player at Georgia Tech while they were both there. Well, so. it's great to see a guy who mixes it up, and I think, as we know, that's the, that's the future of these young players for sure. So, Jeff, uh, tell us uh, where else people can check out your uh, columns this week online, the OrlandoSentinel.com. You're tweeting, you're blogging. What else you doing? Yeah, well, they that that, uh, that that's a pretty good extent of it. We'll uh, we'll have some blog updates here. I'll, I'll make my uh, make my picks for the Byron Nelson, which I have not done yet. It's on my evening agenda. All right, you got ten seconds. Who's your pick? Who is my pick? Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good question. Uh, again, I hadn't really looked at it. You not a trick even, question. It's okay. It's, <laughs> guy, guy, you know, guys with momentum, and you know, Future's playing well. Um, Keegan Bradley's defending champion. All right, I'm going to go with Phil Mickelson because we want to see Phil come back in the winner's circle.
<laughs> All right. Thanks, Jeff Shane. Thanks to Todd Lewis. Thanks to Dr. Bob and Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Rich B, great to be back in the house with you. Get out and play golf. Golf 2.0. Enjoy the game. We love you. Bye-bye. This is Genesis Communications. Radio.